A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the third chapter, the 15th verse. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now, when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. These are our sacred stories. Thanks be to God. Jesus' trip to the river for baptism is mentioned in all four Gospels. John the baptizer says he's not worthy to cover Jesus with the waters, but Jesus insists, and into the waters they go. And then the heavens open, and a dove descends, and these words of blessing are spoken. This is my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. My friend Brian was baptized as an infant. He was in his 30s when I met him. He was in my graduating class at Divinity School. Brian had been in the church his whole life, but when he made it known that he's gay, he was disfellowshipped from the church of his childhood. His words about being excluded from the same group that had named him and included him as a baby through baptismal waters were haunting. He preached a sermon one week at chapel using today's passage. He spoke of his baptism and of the pain of feeling the welcome and claim on him as an infant revoked when he was a young man. He told of his pain, and then he told of his subsequent realization that he is beloved, not because the church says so. No, he's beloved because God says so, and the church cannot take that away. He's loved, welcomed, cherished by God. His church and not anybody else can take away God's claim, cannot take away the ritual welcome once given, cannot take away his baptism, and they certainly cannot take away his belovedness. Rachel Held Evans wrote, in baptism we are identified as beloved children of God and our adoption into the sprawling, beautiful, dysfunctional family of the church is celebrated 
by whoever happens to be standing on the shoreline with a hairdryer and deviled eggs. <laughs> the good news is you're a beloved child of God, and the bad news is you don't get to choose your sibling. She continued, Nadia is a Lutheran pastor who grew up in a fundamentalist church tradition that, like mine, prohibited women from becoming pastors. When she converted to Lutheranism, she asked her Lutheran, Lutheran mentor to rebaptize her. Her mentor wisely declined, reminding her that an act of God cannot be undone or redone. Though she had left the company and the ways of her first church, she could not blot them out of her spiritual, spiritual genealogy. They were still her family. Like Rachel and Nadia, perhaps some of us have wanted to wring the waters of our first baptisms out of our clothes, to shake the water away like a wet dog, to ask for a do-over into a community that welcomes all, ordains and welcomes women and LGBTQAI plus folk, people of color, believes in science and evolution. But whatever it is that brought us to this place, whatever brought us into attending this church at this time, whether it was NPR or the old rugged cross, whatever it was, we're here now, we're together, we're part of a family, yes, this family, where we actively try to know and love each other, and yes, a much larger family that is often difficult to love, a larger family that may have told us we are unworthy, not acceptable, not okay, that we're sinners, that we must change for God to love us, a larger family that may have named us in baptism only to try and reject us. But my friends, an act of God cannot be undone. We are loved. There may, there may be some things from whatever brought us to this moment that we do need to shake off. Some bad theology, some shaming ideas, some thoughts that we're unworthy. And so let's let the ritual waters cleanse us of whatever pain, whatever lies, whatever abuses that suggested that God did not or would not love us or welcome us or use us. And let's cling to the knowledge that we are beloved. Whoever else might be in our family and whatever else they might say, God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have written you on the palm of my hand. You are mine. I will be with you. With loving kindness, I have drawn you up. You are my beloved child. With you, I am well pleased. We are beloved children of God. We exactly as we are, we are adored. We will know pains and joys and sorrows and triumphs, loss and acquisition, praise and insult. We will know these things, but they will not create who we are. We are beloved, beautiful. Sometimes we forget. 
Sometimes we need a way to know and acknowledge our identity as beloved. The waters of baptism can immerse us anew in this identity. There's something about ritual that helps us know who we are. We walk through the mikvah, we bathe in the Ganges. We're caught in the rain, we stay longer in the shower, we're sprinkled, dipped, poured, dumped. However it is that the water washes over us, we are beloved. I just watched it again. It's one of my favorite movies, The Shawshank Redemption. It came out in 1994. The movie's based on a novella by Stephen King. It's a story set in the 1940s of Andy Dufresne, who spends 20 years incarcerated for a crime he did not commit. After years of chiseling a passage through cell walls, Dufresne finally swims through the filthy waters of the prison's sewer system and emerges a free man on the other side. He makes a new beginning, exchanging his prison garb for a new suit, his prison cell for a beautiful home on the beach in Mexico. He claims a new name, a new name for a changed man. In those waters through which he swam, he experienced a form of baptism. Red, Dufresne's friend and the narrator of the movie says, Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river of sewage and came out clean on the other side. If you have seen it, and, and you probably have, do you remember when Andy emerges covered in sewer water? He stumbles into a stream and begins running. He raises his hands skyward toward the rain. Splashes of rainwater trail over his face and body. He's free. It was hope that brought him to the water. Hope, the thing he told Red would never die. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Hope, beloved. From a place of hope and knowing we are beloved, we can hear John the Baptist's message anew. He shouts, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say for yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees, and every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And so the crowds asked him, what then should we do? And in reply, he said to them, whoever has two coats, must share with the one who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than the prescribed amount. And soldiers asked him, And we, what should we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations, and be satisfied with your wages. The churches that raised me, my spiritual ancestors, they would call this works righteousness. You see, there was a debate, sometimes out in the open and sometimes more subtle, 
a debate about whether one decision, one prayer, one dunk in baptismal waters was enough. Didn't salvation require that you do something? So one side would quote James, faith without works is dead. And the other side would quote Romans. Therefore, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And on it would go. But when salvation is less about some eternal heaven or hell, and more about the heavens and hells that we create here on earth, there is no such thing as once and done. Following in the peace-loving way of Jesus is about decision after decision after decision. What then should we do? John tells us, share, share, share. Act justly. Be satisfied. But it's not just about what we do. We can never finish. There's always more good to be done, more justice to be enacted. My friends, God is not asking us to get enough gold stars. There is no chart. We start with beloved we are already loved. We have already done enough. We have God's love. Our actions are simply how we live into the love, how we live into hope, how we live into the grace of each day. It's not one decision. It's not even one decision each day. It's hundreds and thousands of decisions. It's choosing peace. It's choosing justice, it's choosing love, and it's choosing from a place of belovedness. Not choices out of shame or scarcity or fear. We start with beloved. We start with hope. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. In these days, and if I'm honest, in all days, I need to be reminded that I've already done enough. God's love is not earned. We already have it. And living into that love helps us love others. It's why we work for justice, why we care for the earth, why we wear our masks and get our boosters, why we seek peace, why we work to be anti-racist. It all starts with love, and the love is there from the beginning, not earned, always present. We start with the love, and once we've learned our loveliness, once we know it inside and out, once we believe we are beloved, believe it with our hearts and our minds and our bodies, and nothing can take it away. Our name is Beloved. And no matter what anyone else calls us, that's who we are. So hear it anew. Hear God telling us again and again, you are a beloved child of God. And you have found favor 
with the Holy One. And now live out of that love. Start with beloved. And know, my dear ones, that you are welcome and you are celebrated and you are loved. 